The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. And welcome back to Farlands or Bust. This is episode 628 of the series, as as Wolfie kind of waited a little bit of an additional time there to bark. Oh, that's right. I forgot this amazing, fantastical land that we set up our hidey hole in. Uh, fantastical and uh, quite dangerous as well, as the creeper on the horizon would indicate. Um, we are over-encumbered. We have too many sticks. We do not need this many sticks. Goodbye, sticks. Go fetch the sticks, Wolfie. Go fetch the sticks, indeed. No, no, don't actually go fetch the sticks. That's a creeper over there. Uh, we are going to go fetch them farlands by heading west here in Minecraft Beta 1734, episode 628 of the series, like I mentioned, on Saturday, December 3rd, 2016. Saturday, December 3rd, indeed. It's December already. It's December already. What is going on? This whole passage of time thing... Is is a, is a bit of a nuisance, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it indeed? Ooh, speaking of nuisances, nuisance I? What is the plural of nuisance? Probably just nuisance. Many many nuisances is. <laughs> um, got a nice uh, lava fall over there. Ooh, a cow. That was disorienting a little bit. I thought that was Wolfie jumping up, but no, no, that was a cow. Uh, but yeah, we and, and a chicken. We're getting all the aminals, all the aminals we possibly can here. As we continue on, and you guys have continued on raising money for Child's Play Charity over at FarlandsOrBus.com. You're helping get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. This was a, this was a nice little scenic place, and it looks like we got some more scenics coming up. Very cool. Uh, FarlandsOrBus.com currently at. I'm very happy to to say we are at forty-five thousand dollars. On the nose, forty-five thousand dollars raised this season, season six of the series. 75% of the way to our $60,000 goal. Just $15,000 remaining until we raise $60,000. That is, of course, our goal for Season 6 here. And once we do raise that goal is when we when we schedule and hold the Flabathon livestream celebration, at the end of which I finally press F3 to see how far we walked and how far we have to go to the Far Lands. Of course, pressing F3 in Minecraft, in any version of Minecraft, but... More importantly here, we'll display the coordinates of the player in the world. And from those coordinates, we obviously know how far we've walked from the center of the map, 0, zero where we originally spawned thereabouts. And of course, the Far Lands begin at 12 and a half some odd million blocks from spawn, from 0, zero. And we, at last count, are 2.2 million blocks from spawn. That was that was over a year ago, though. We could very well be over three. Could, could I dare say four? Four million might be stretching it, but it's... I don't know. I don't know. We almost walked a million blocks between season three and four. I'm sorry, between season four and five. Um, who knows? Who knows what's between five and six here? Who knows? So thank you very much, everybody who continues going to farlinesofbus.com to donate. Much appreciated, much appreciated. I realize tis the time for giving. It is, uh, I, I got a few messages from people donating 
in in the spirit of Giving Tuesday after Black Friday and Cyber Monday, the 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 new thing is Giving Tuesday, where you find charities to donate to instead of instead of the rampant commercialism of uh, of the the following the Thanksgiving holiday into the the Christmas shopping season. So a few of you chose Child's Play Charity through Farlands or Bust. I very much appreciate that, and there are many other options this time of year as well, which I I'm, I, I myself have, have donated to as well. I, I donate to more than just Child's Play Charity through Farlands or Bust. I, I donate to many other causes, certain certain ones uh, more important or more in need than some others, perhaps, um, in light of recent situations. So we certainly, we do our part. We're, we're a nice little community here, aren't we, here as, as, as the Farlanders? And, and we continue, we continue on. It's about the journey, my friends. Not destinations, it's about the journey. And we can all use a little bit of help throughout each of our journeys. I'm kind of going into a little bit of a Mr. Rogers moment here. <laughs> I just started to hear myself from the outside and like, hmm, this is interesting. That's actually interesting. This is a very unusual formation of sand. Hold on. We must we must investigate. Okay. This is kind of weird, I guess. Huh. Like, there's nothing underneath here that... I mean, it's not like a spawner, it's just dirt. Which I guess is a little bit unusual in and of itself. Usually it would go down to... Uh, to... to stone. I mean, obviously we got the sandstone. Alright, our, our initial probings have indicated that it's just one of the random things that happens in Minecraft terrain generation, terrain generation, excuse me, <clears throat> get me all choked up. Um, yeah, I guess it's a little bit of a continuation. This this here beach didn't quite know when it wanted to end, so it kind of it, it's a it's a uh, uh, what are those things called a uh, a fault line? I was trying to think of the the scientific name for the type of fault line. A not a I can't think of any of them now that I think about. It. There's the subduction. And then there's the the ones that go side to side with each other as opposed to front and back. Uh, they collide as opposed to expand. A a rift, a rift. I think it's called a rift zone. Like there's the rift zone in in the Marina Trench of the Atlantic, right? Right? Am I right? I don't know. Science. So yeah, uh, I lost my train of thought. <clears throat> That's been happening a lot lately. <laughs> Man, it has actually gotten. Um, I know complaining here in Phoenix about the weather, but it, it suddenly and very rapidly the, the seasons changed. I, I think it was, it had to have been two weeks ago that we were in during the day, the mid-80s, if not reaching 90 degrees, and now we're barely, barely reaching, barely reaching 60 degrees during the day, and of course being the desert... It gets quite cold at night, down to the 30s, flirting with, not quite down to freezing yet, but flirting with freezing temperatures at night. And that has, that has gotten me all off some sort of wackiness. If you want to know about that, that seasonal ef effective uh, depression disorder thing, it, it, I don't think it really has... I'm sure it's, it's different for everybody, but the vast majority of it is attributed to the lack of sunshine, the vitamin D in the sunshine. 
But I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the temperature, too. At least that's what I'm feeling. I'm having trouble sleeping at night and waking up in the morning and... Well, God, don't fall. All right, maybe up here is not a good thing. I'm, I'm pulling a wolfie. And it's it's just... It's throwing my schedule all out of, out of whack, and my schedule and my motivations, and... It, it's a... It's a... It's an annoying thing indeed. So trying did a little bit better today. Did a little bit better today. So, you know, woke up at about 8 a.m. and uh, was able to get the day started. I, I need to find a way again to ooh, to spend a little bit more time maybe outside or, or in the direct influence of the sun, perhaps. I don't know. I did actually... when was it? Was it earlier this week? It might have been earlier this week. I, or late last week? I honestly can't remember. I think it was late last week. It was still kind of chilly, but I, I, I washed I washed my car outside in, in the at the end of November in Phoenix. It was still kind of chilly, honestly. Like I said, the the temperature sure did change pretty quickly. But uh, I washed the Cavalier because I need I need I wanted to do it this week, but I didn't get around to it because of this crazy motivational seasonal whatever thing in Mabob. I need I need to uh, I need to part ways as the piano music plays softly in the distance. I must part ways with my cavalier, my Chevrolet cavalier that you all know I've had for a long long time. I've mentioned it many times. Little problems here and there that have cropped up. Ooh, two brown sheep. That's a rarity, isn't it? Mentioned it many times here. Of course, it has since been replaced by the Subaru XV Crosstrek. Now it's time to get rid of the Cavalier. So I washed it, and then I need to, like, clean out the inside. I don't know. I'm going to see what a local CarMax will give me for it. But honestly, if it's not worth it, I certainly, you know, I'm sure I could get more money doing private sale or listing it on Craigslist, but I don't really want to deal with that for for what little money would be gained uh, I value my time and my my sanity a little bit more than trying to sell a vehicle privately to complete strangers. So either that or, or there are many, many services, speaking of Giving Tuesday, that take donations, car donations, regardless of the condition they're in. And then, and then you can, you can deduct, deduct the, uh, the value, which is perhaps more than a dealership would give you. Uh, from your taxes. Hey, that sounds like fun. Uh, but yeah, I'll certainly I'll keep you I'll keep you updated <laughs> as to what happens with that. I just need to get off my butt and actually do it. Speaking of getting off our butts, let's get on our butts and go to sleep and continue in the morning. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> and awakeness and the piano music continues. Oh boy, what was that all about? I need a I need a, a, a lozenge. It's also very dry. That's probably another thing. It's the desert. It's always dry, but when it's warm and dry, it you know it doesn't feel so dry. When it's cold and then you turn on the heat, boy howdy! <laughs> I, I should get some sort of uh, what is a uh, what a hum not a humidifier. Well, I should get a humidifier, but I I mean to to measure. How do you what what is the instrument you use to measure the humidity in the air? I don't know what it is. It's not a thermostat. It's not a barometer. That's air pressure. Is there a way that you can measure humidity <laughs> in the air? Um, yeah, it would, it would be very interesting to see what 
the humidity in the house is now that I have the heat on. Because it feels like it's down to 1 or 2%. <laughs> there, there aren't that many uh, water molecules floating around this, this town. Uh, and by town, I mean house. Because, yeah, it's ooh, it's really dry. <laughs> I need to moisturize. Moisturize me. Oh, man. Doctor Who reference. So, yeah, uh, speaking of... Whoa! Speaking of moisture... <laughs> no, this has nothing to do with moisture, I don't know. Uh, speaking of cars, actually... Got a question from a donor here. TG! TG says, your Forza Horizon 3 videos convinced me to try out the original Forza Horizon I picked up for free a few months ago. Legally, I picked up for free a few months ago. You make it look easy. Any tips for someone who almost never plays racing games and is pretty terrible at them? Um, That's a hard thing to say because everything that I know about... Whoa! Wolfie almost threw me off the edge of a cliff! Everything that I know about racing games comes because I've played them all of my life. Um, all the way back, I remember Destruction Derby 2 and uh, Test Drive on the original PlayStation. Uh, oh, the uh, original Gran Turismo games. Well, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go for a dive. Maybe this pig would enjoy going for a dive as well. You want to go for a dive? Yeah, you do. Whee! Pig dive! Spelunk. Uh-oh. Wolfie? Oh, there's Wolfie. Alright, I think Wolfie actually spawned instead of jumping, but... That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's hard to say. It's hard to, uh... To sort of... Especially just verbally give some sort of tips and tricks for racing games, particularly arcade racing games. I mean, there could be tips or tricks to be given for sim racing games if you're racing with a wheel and pedals to, to understand the force feedback and certain techniques for actual racing, but with the, the arcade racing game, like the For Forza series, Forza Horizon series as well, Single block of ice, single block of ice. I don't know what you're doing there. <laughs> that, that's kind of tough. That's kind of tough. I guess try one piece of advice is, is try not to treat it like a sim game. Try not to race incredibly realistically or even friendly to your computer opponents because they won't do that to you. And, and also it, it doesn't matter if you slam into them at 100 miles an hour, making a curve in order to use them as kind of a, a bit of a, a barrier or a way to slow down and make the turn yourself, you know? So, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I honestly, that's a difficult thing to say, but I appreciate the sentiment. It is, it is a difficult game. I mean, you can, you can uh, mess with the difficulty, obviously, is the easiest thing to do until you, you're used to the controls and the knowings, how's, how the things handle and work and finding your, your favorite cars and types of races and things. But uh, I would probably also, right off the bat, try to stay away from like the super expensive, super fast, hyper, super duper, pooper scooper cars. Um, you know, stay away, stay away from the Lamborghinis, stay away from the, the Pagani Zondas and the Huracans and, and whatever else other fancy cars they put in the game and maybe start with slow cars. All-wheel drive cars, front-wheel drive cars, 
little, little hot hatch category, old classic cars even, are honestly to me a little bit more fun to drive, but certainly a little bit more easy to handle and less frustrating, because then you're also not racing up against the other supercars as the driver AI. You have a little bit more of a chance to, uh, to kind of make some mistakes and catch up from those mistakes. So yeah, thank you very much TG for the donation in question. Square Goldfish has a question. Now that you've been streaming for a good while, how did you find the transition from doing YouTube videos to the live audience experience? Well, it's certainly changed, and, and, and I honestly have been live streaming since the original Flabathon back in September 2011. So I've actually known about and kind of experienced live streaming for a while, but certainly not at regular intervals uh, like now. Certainly it's changed, what with the changes to, to, to the broadcasting and, and the chat and, and subs and things and other sort of uh, things that have become norms. Oh, thanks, Wolfie. <laughs> norms of the live stream and, and in particular the Twitch the Twitch experience. I wish you could turn sticks back into blocks. That would be great. Because I'm running low on blocks, but I got way too many sticks. Speaking of which, let's let's get some more blocks. I'm sorry, planks. Yoink. Alright. So yeah, it's it's certainly a transition. Um, it certainly takes getting used to. It's certainly it's the energy. And even, as I mentioned right now, the last couple days and this week for me have been kind of difficult to uh, to deal with a lack of energy motivation that uh, makes it difficult to stream. And I actually took a few days off of streaming, which is also even more difficult. It's easy, well maybe not easy, but it's it's doable to take a couple days off recording videos for YouTube if you already have some some in, in the hopper, ready to go, you can do that, and, and you don't, you know, you can take some time off without seeming like you're taking time off, as opposed to on Twitch. You need to be present, you need to be there, present, and on, in order to maintain or translate that you are, obviously, making content and making that connection still. So there's certainly a more immediate energy use out of it, and energy required, out of it um, that I'm still trying to deal with. I'm still my biggest thing, again, possibly due to whatever motivation things I need to work out in my head. I still got to come up with like a a schedule, a set schedule, something predictable, I suppose. That is going to certainly be a benefit. But yeah, it's certainly a lot more energy. And there's there's good streams, and then there's bad streams where I'm like, ah, I just didn't feel into that or whatever. So there's uh, there's an immediate kind of reaction that you as the streamer can have, but also you can glean from your viewers. Sometimes you're playing a game and trying to be entertaining, and then the chat is just off talking about something completely nonsensical or at all related to your gameplay, and it just feels like, you're two people in the same room and like nobody nobody's paying attention, you know, and that's that kind of sometimes feels bad and is kind of like, well, why am I here? You know, so uh, that that can sometimes be an issue. 
Um, but then there's the times where, like, chat is completely into it and making jokes, and you're able to, like, uh, get jokes off of the chat and, uh, you know, ask questions. Oh, what do you think we should do here? You know, and actually th those turn out to be some of the best streams. Uh, and uh, it's it's kind of the immediate... Everything is immediate. The energy you have to expend, the, the reaction you get, the... Uh, the the ups and downs and then being able to actually immediately look back and, and review whether or not that was a good stream or not is, is different than making videos because you make a video you try to edit it right you try to have the energy and put your effort into it and then there's a delay between then and when you upload it and publish it that you get feedback or, or views or, or reaction to it so your own feedback and reviews and reaction to it are also a bit delayed and disconnected from that initial energy that you put into creating the content. So yeah, and it's also, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm still, and maybe I shouldn't, maybe this is something I should change, I'm still hesitant to just flatly upload or transfer direct stream VODs from Twitch to YouTube is because I just feel like the, the platform and the energy and the interaction is is are both completely different stages, I suppose. And I don't know how well that translates. But I suppose maybe you know I've certainly been trying it with the mind crack stuff. I, I figure people on YouTube probably want to see the mind crack stuff, so I've been sort of turning my streams into episodes. Not really episodes, but like an entire three-hour segment of a stream on, on Mindcrack will be part three of Mindcrack season six, you know, just because I feel like people might want to see that. Um, but I'm not sure if that can translate to other live stream content. Like I've been playing Planet Coaster. I've been playing Cities Skylines. Uh, the other day I did a bunch of those weird indie uh, itch.io downloaded games. You know, will that stuff just flatly without context uploaded to YouTube make make any sense at all, or would it actually hurt people who are here for actual YouTube comment content and not, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bag of beans that you gotta sift through, and I appreciate everybody still with me, sifting, sifting alongside me. Uh, speaking of sifting, let's go to sleep. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, continue in the morning. <laughs> And a bag of beansness. <laughs> a bag of beans indeed. Uh we need some boats. Definitely definitely need some boats. Woof, woof I think so. Good thing I got this extra these extra planks of wood. Pop up 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 up. It's faster to break the workbench with a sword than an axe in this version of the game. Makes science sense out of that, my friends. Let's see here. Hildy asks, Hi, Wolfie. Oh, this question is just for you, Wolfie. Hi, Wolfie. What are your thoughts on artificial intelligence and the future effects? Oh, and I guess Kirk can answer too. But we both know who the real star here is. Wolfie. Hmm? Hmm? Oh, you have some thoughts about that? Yeah? Artificial intelligence? Are you not... An artificial? Well, you're artificial, but <laughs> perhaps intelligence might be a little bit generous there for Wolfie. I don't know. <laughs> He's protesting that claim. Um, thoughts on artificial intelligence. I haven't put incredible amount of thought into it. 
and I, or research really like I don't know our oh there's a spawner are people companies organizations actively trying to develop artificial intelligence and and if they are to what means and ends just so that they say that they can or that they did or the only reason I could think artificial intelligence would really get oh god any sort of uh, you know traction behind it would be if there was a commercial monetary application that could be made out of it so I don't know that I would think certainly self-driving cars I don't consider the technology in there to be artificial intelligence um, you know, I'm trying to think of what applications would artificial intelligence have that would motivate companies to expend funds upon it. A spoiler spawnery. Although I'm sure there are many reasons, you know. They're, they're you know, computer computing uh, uh, companies processing and, and all that other stuff, if not just for uh, demonstration purposes of their of their technological prowess, maybe. Is there no is there no chests here? There is no chests here. There are no chests in this spawner. We've been we've been bamboozled, my friends. Sometimes they spawn in the middle, weirdly enough, but I don't think that's the case here. Nope. And not a single Treasure was had this day. I don't know why I continued digging. Huh. It's not like sunken. No? It's not like a weirdly shaped... Well, I say, I say we need to uh, take out this spawner for bamboozling us so. It is our only recourse. Now you are the ones who are bamboozled. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, let's just, let's just say the development of artificial intelligence is a thing that happens. Um, what are the future effects or thoughts? Um, I honestly don't know. The only real kind of thoughts I can put into it are just based around sci-fi, which always injects a level of drama and conflict in order to be a good sci-fi story or a story or, a, or anything, a narrative. I, I think, in general, science, discovery and development of such things always ends up being a lot more boring in real life because there is no need for those extraneous plot points, I guess. I mean, I know there's... Ooh, there's worries that, oh, you create an artificial intelligence, you're playing God, and that artificial intelligence will will gain sentience and, and strike out and lash out against you, its creator, its benevolent creators. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know that I believe that that's the case, and I personally believe that there are uh, perhaps more pressing issues of the technological and scientific communities worth 
spending energy on over that. I'm not saying it's not worth spending energy on. Uh, certainly, everybody can have their own interests and priorities regarding that. But for myself, it's not something I spend any time on thinking about. Uh, and it's it's a bit difficult to, uh, to come up with a kind of a, a good answer to this. But I appreciate the question anyway. Maybe maybe it'll spark a communication a communication a, a a discussion in the comments i don't know the comments around youtube have been pretty dead lately i've also been noticing some very obvious bugs with the comment system as i'm not seeing all my comments until i select not instead of view top comments view in order they were received or whatever chronologically and then all the comments pop up uh so really really lacking on the old uh interaction front there from from on the YouTube side of thing, which again, I don't know, another reason why I'm not, you know, I feel as far as streaming, certainly focusing on streaming a little bit more as much as I can, I feel like there's more of that feedback on Twitch and not so much happening on YouTube, so perhaps that's another, you know, regard irregardless of whatever monetary motivations or, or views or energy or whatever uh, to be streaming more, there's, there's more interaction happening uh, during live streams, maybe. I don't know. Or, or maybe the comments on YouTube are just totally broken. Um, or maybe just nobody cares. <laughs> but you care, dear commenter who's commenting right now. Typey, typey, typey. Typey, typey. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see here. Oh, speaking of which, hey, I, I think I might have ordered these questions um, purposefully. I just mentioned self-driving cars. Bell asks or says, I've been writing a paper on self-driving cars for my English 101 class. I was wondering what you know about self-driving cars and if your and wait, what? And if your exists existed? Oh, excited. Excited for the prospects of them. As someone who actually enjoys driving, even like, nor yes, race car driving, ooh, I've never actually done that in real life, but actually enjoys the act of driving as an activity. Granted, not being in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic is preferable <laughs> for my enjoyment. Um, not particularly excited. I don't feel like they're instantly or overnight self-driving cars are going to replace all cars and nobody's able to drive cars themselves ever, ever again. I don't think that that's a thing that's going to happen. Certainly, if 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 the spread and and the artificial intelligence of such things are are increased and improved as such, where it reduces the dangers of driving, uh, the deadliness of driving, uh, accidents, collisions, whatever, um, then certainly a positive thing in regards as like a whole in terms of the society is concerned and, and the health of the people within it, yeah. But I don't personally, of course, I, I don't commute every day either. That, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of the difference between, you know, if I have a friend shopping for a car and they want to get a basic car because the car that they, they're not a car enthusiast or, or a driving enthusiast or they don't like driving at all, they, they shop for and buy a car as an appliance, as a refrigerator, as a microwave. They just care about how much it's going to cost, how many miles per gallon it gets, if it is reasonably comfortable for them, 
they don't care about the performance or the history or the brand per se even uh, they'll probably care about the safety uh, but they really just want to get from point A to point B it's a car as an appliance whereas someone like myself or Cone Dodger or, or you know Beef will look at a car as an experience or as a hobby uh, even um, all, all the way up to, to a, a passion uh, where they might spend a little bit more time finding a car that you know handles and drives the way they feel and has certain aspects and, and features uh, perhaps history and performance uh, even even as far as buying a car for status is another thing you could think about uh, if you are one fortunate enough to be able to do that uh, I kind of chose the uh, the like I can say here wow bring it a full circle check out this callback to earlier in the episode the Cavalier the Cavalier was a car purchase as an appliance, mostly as an appliance, as a means after graduating college. I needed a means to find and get to the eventual found job after graduating. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was an appliance. I, I wasn't looking for a, it. Was it? You know, I wasn't looking for a sports car or, or anything flashy. Um, but then again, this one in particular had some of those features where, where perhaps, you know, the spoiler on the back, the fact that it was the two-door instead of the four-door, um, and, and had, you know, oh, the nicer, the nicer wheels on it versus the steel wheels, um, you know, there were some, there were even some elements of that which were perhaps decisions or perhaps reasons why, oh yeah, this is, this is suitable for me, that, uh, went beyond simply the car as an appliance, whereas the, now the, the, the Subaru Crosstrek, that one is a little bit more... That's, there's a little bit of appliance in there. There's a little bit of convenience and utility, obviously, in there. But then again, there is also a lot of enthusiasm regarding that, a lot which was limited by my budget. Um, if, if I had a choice, I may have gone for the full WRX or something like that. But, uh, you know, I didn't certainly need all-wheel drive, especially here in Phoenix. I, I, I certainly didn't even need four doors or, or a hatchback, but there are certain cases where the utility of that, where the style of that uh, was more important to me. Uh, of course, I also took safety into account. Subaru cars are always are, are known for being really safe, and also the name, the brand, into account. Everybody I've ever known to have owned a Subaru really sings its praises for the, the vast majority of the part there. Um, and 